Save Yourself podcast. A randomized deep dive into the Face Down Records discography. Episode 59? <laughs> I didn't write down what oh, episode frick. it was. Frick, frick. Yep, I saw you looking at my notes. Uh, uh, 60? No, it's not 60. 61? It is... Son of a... It's episode 60. Episode right. 60! We need that button. <clears throat> the ham horn? Yeah. Uh, episode 60. Holy shit. Uh, this is like 40 less than 100. Um, We're getting close. So, episode 60 is Dens. It is their 2020 album. Taming Tongues. An unfortunate time to release a record. I commend you, Dens, for sticking with the plan. Hey. They did it. Yep. Their tongues were tamed. <laughs> no, that was that was the twenty twenty one album. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where they went they did the this album but acoustic. If I'm not mistaken. I didn't listen no, to yeah. it. I actually can't wait to listen to it and I'll get into more of that later. But they're like a I haven't seen your description. I I think they're like an experimental post-rock band. I got... What'd you put? Indie, noise, post-rock. Hey! <laughs> we got one of them. <clears throat> I guess experimental is a little stretch. Maybe experimental guitar. I mean, you could say experimental. Because I would say experimental about my epic, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Ambient. You know, just pr- pretty guitar tones. They are from Richmond, Virginia. They started in uh, 2016. Oh, relatively new. This album is 11 tracks. It's a little over 42 minutes long. Um, guess who did the artwork? Face Down Dave? <laughs> nope! Who did it? <laughs> Brian Morgante. What if I would have said Brian Morgante? I would have. Said you looked at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'd have been no way to pass that off. <laughs> but uh, his company is called Flesh and Bone Design. Mm-hmm. It was recorded at Survive Studios. It was engineered by Sean Hypes and Justin Oftenkamp. Yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> <laughs> it was mixed by Matt ba- Bayless. Bales? B-A-Y-L-E-S? I don't know. Oh, and it was mastered. And it was mastered by the one and only Troy Troy Glessner. Yeah. Interesting. Did not expect that. On vocals and guitar, we have Sean Hypes. On guitar, we have Josh Waltman. 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 On bass and vocals, we have Josh Tomlinson. And then on drums and vocals, we have Brandon Osborne. Osborne? Osborne? You related to Ozzy? Right? Probably not. <laughs> They're from Virginia. <laughs> we have three guest vocalists on this album. On track two was... Double L. Leroy Hamp. Yep. War of Ages. On, tra- on track four, we have Laura McElroy from Comrades. Com- oh, man. Oh, boy. 
And on track 11, Mm -hmm. Gary Spears from the band Empty, who is on Solid State. Oh, okay. Interesting. That was delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have, like, if we would have tried to do the podcast, like, three days ago, like, I'm definitely not, like, sick sick, but I'm, like, normal, like, 2016 sick. Like, I just got, like, a head cold. Um, He's lying. He has monkey pox. Yeah, right. Uh, so excuse my occasional sniffles. I'm feeling better, but getting over it. Oh, they've heard me sniffle many a time. Very true. Well, track one, even. Um, after I wrote down the track listing, I was like, what the fuck are these titles? And then I realized it was all one sentence. Yeah, all one sentence. Yeah. (laughs) And I miss when bands used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was way more common. Um, like early 2000s. But yeah, track one, even. It's a uh, Xperi noise. I wrote melodic noisy. Yeah, it sounds a lot like I, as cities burn. Um, this band doesn't, but this song really does. Um, oh no, there I, I have plenty of references throughout this album where it doesn't sound like the band at all, but it reminded me of some of the band, and I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but it makes me think of this. Yeah, it really does. Um, not this was a solid opening track though. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of the reoccurring experimental guitar noises. Like I like them as they are, but the reoccurring kind of kind of got to me. Um, but the lyrics were fantastic. Uh, I really like the lyrics on this song. Lyrically, through well, throughout the album, because I read along with them as they played, and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, really not, nice, not not overly preachy yeah but, very, but, very sti- but still had tongues. a but still had a message you know mm-hmm. and i even enjoyed the clean singing yeah which yeah I, like because when it first kicked in i was like oh clean singing and then i was like actually no this is yeah this is decent it's like it's a it's a vibe yeah. um there was like a weird like towards the end like 247 like a weird experimental solo thing i wasn't really i didn't really dig that from being honest those were not tasty noodles mm <laughs> they weren't like old they were just like a little overused they were passed around nudes mm. <laughs> i don't think these guys would appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like solid o- opening track um yeah track two <coughs> foolish okay first off i want to say i love this track like it, it just was so different from the first one. Yeah, had great riffs. It was groovy. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, Leroy's on it." That would explain those vocals. Yeah, it was like the guitars were huge yeah. and super super roomy. Um, and before I knew there was a guest vocalist in this, I was like, "Oh, okay." Who's, who's and I was doing like, "Those vocals." I mean, in my head, I was like, "This this sounds like." Like War of Ages, and then I wrote that down, and then scrolled down, and was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> that's why that's <laughs> it's because it's him." Um, but it was a good integration to the guest vocals because he was kind of throughout the whole track. Yeah, it wasn't like that one song that we listened to that he was on, and we were like, "Where was he?" Exactly? Yeah, yeah. What part was it? Um, uh, they also said the song title, or they said the album title um, in the lyrics of the song. 
uh, it was like one of the chants towards the end, and I thought that was a cool little nugget. Um, this one actually had tasty noodles. Yeah. Well, just the one time I heard a little so like it wasn't too long, but it was wasn't it wasn't know. towards the end, was it? Hmm. I didn't write a timestamp. I just said had tasty noodles because there was like this one little solo thing that came out of nowhere. You know, it wasn't like super technical or super like lame, but it fit. And I went, yeah, tasteful. So hence tasty noodles. <laughs> that there was like towards the end, there was like a weird like tapping guitar thing, and I was, I don't know that that kind of like didn't really fit with me personally but oh overall it was upbeat yeah yeah upbeat awesome (laughs) it was a good it was a good track kind of let me down like in a sense it let me down well now we'll get to that yeah i guess i guess leroy's vocals made me think i was like okay some some more heaviness will happen throughout the album it kind of did we'll get to that well, that brings us to track three. Men. Men. Big, <laughs> big My Epic Vibes Dude, in this look, song. look at my first three words. What? My <laughs> Epic Vibes. Yeah! <laughs> yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Dang, that's incredible. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right there. You yeah. see it. <laughs> like the, the, it was, and it was. I I don't mean this in a slight to my epic, but at at this point, I feel like I felt like I'd heard the whole record and how it was gonna sound because the first three songs were, with the exception of the guest vocalist, were kind of like the same like like formula and vibe, which isn't terrible, but I don't know. It just kind of got me afraid because it was a forty minute record. Um, and, uh, like, it, it was a solid song, and, like, great, like, great recording, great guitar tone, but it was kind of just like a song to me. I felt, I wrote this would be great driving music. Yeah, 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 like, see, like, not like, bad. Like, not even a destination in mind, you're just, you know, just driving around. Mm-hmm. Like, it can just kind of put you in that mellow area of just, like, this is nice. yeah. Like, oh, look at that tree over there. <laughs> you know, like, that kind of music. Which brings us to track four. R. R. <laughs> really, really sweet ambient, like, beginning with guitar swells. and That like, lo-fi. Yeah, the filtered drums, and then, like, the singing comes over. I was like, okay, it, so, like, this proved my track three guess wrong, because this was totally different from from what I'd experienced thus far. I wrote lo-fi ambient because of like how it began, and then when he started singing, it gave me the weekend vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like I said, it remi- it reminded me of artists that aren't necessarily related in any way, but it made me go, "Oh, damn!" Like, like, like this is kind of like <laughs> you know, we- the weekend. <laughs> You're just like, "Oh shit, okay." And bruh, I didn't know who the girl vocals what were but her vocals fit so well in this song yes. she absolutely killed it she came in at 148 mm. i just wrote 148 laura 
but like her her vocals were Lara? great and they blended well with uh I'm assuming Sean is the main vocalist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dude, her and, vocals And then at 246 so it got epic. Yeah, like yeah. The full band came in, like it was full swell. And it was them singing together and you're just like, "Damn." Yeah. And then I love the hard cut too. Like it wasn't like a fade out ending. It was just like ba na 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 na. You're like, "Oh. Okay. Okay." Yeah. Good. Track five. Was. Great transition from last song. Hard cut. Flowed right in to Wise. Um, unfortunately, it started out like just another alternative song for me. And that's what I wrote. But I was corrected. At three minutes. Three minutes, dude, yeah. The bow your headline. <laughs> yeah, I put 301. Nice break with big, big guitar riff and chant. Yes, please. I, I wrote three minutes, bow your head, because that's what they were saying. Beautiful guitar. Like, it was just like, yeah. yes. <laughs> like, where was this? The beginning, the first two minutes. But, like, yeah, that was, that was a great part. And, like, the end was, like, very, like, Groovy, like Midwest emo, twinkly, like tiny moving parts guitars, like yeah, so so good. I this was close to my favorite song, uh, really really close. Which is funny because it's just three minutes on was just like, oh. I take it your favorite song comes later. Yeah. Cool. Mine too. <laughs> that brings us to track motherfucking six. Uh, when? Where? How? Why? What? Who? For whom? <laughs> Whomst? <laughs> uh, totally different vibe on this song. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it just it just felt it felt like it was written at a different time or not recorded at the same time or like I've experienced when things like that are, aren't really factored in on records and when you listen to certain things you're like wow this. Like, this song just takes totally, like, totally differently. Um, uh, <laughs> Referring to his notes. Yeah, it, it's just, we're, we're halfway through the record, pretty much, and I'm just, I'm getting a little... Emotional. Worn down by the formulaic nature of the songs, and it's just like... There'll be a part, and then there'll be another part, and then they'll repeat this part, and then that other part will be repeated, and it was just like a little, like, verse-chorus feeling, and, like, it wasn't with the singing as much, but it was just, like, really, like, not bad, but these guitar parts that are really catchy or really noticeable, and so they're really prevalent, and then they repeat them again, and it's like, okay, like, I already know what this part's gonna do because I've already heard it, so, like doesn't really feel the same. This, this was one of those songs that uh, made me think of another band that's not even anywhere remotely related. <laughs> but something about the vocals reminded me of the album Tip by Finger Eleven. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and like, l- listen to that. Cause... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not exactly the same, but like I think maybe... The delivery or the way he said words, it just, it just took me back a little bit, and I was like, "Hell yeah, Jinko pants and random sweaters, <laughs> <laughs> alternative metal." 
Track seven. They. I loved the intro riffage. Yeah. And I loved the grit that he added to his vocals. Like he didn't just like sing like he was previously. Like he actually added some like some ah you know some yeah and I was like ooh hey hello there yeah do that <clears throat> do it more um I'm gonna say this is a two part so don't go making your assumption I'm, ass- I'm assuming oh B mills I, I I didn't like this song but I also feel like if I saw this song live I would love it it's a head um, it's a head bobber I think like with what you said. Uh, them being good driving music, I feel like there's like raw emotion in this type of like experimental, like post, like rock, like indie that doesn't really get like touched because it's not like you would see this band or like this kind of music at like an amphitheater, forty rows back, just like watching. You would be like in like a like a five hundred cap room like surrounded by people and just the sound is just enveloping you and i feel like in that atmosphere this song you could like feel the tone of the guitars and like like i don't have like my little civvy doesn't have a bose surround sound where i can get hit by all different directions of the tone and the snare and i just a song like this that's what i wanted and because i couldn't get it i I felt like i couldn't appreciate it it, it did have some solid drumming in it, though. Yeah, and see, every, every time you say that, it's when I don't have any complaints about the <laughs> about drumming. The I'm like, you know, I really should like pay attention to when I don't and when I'm not bothered by the drums. Um, but yeah, the drummer's fantastic. Yeah, he solid, just like very fantastic. He doesn't do anything the same. That he doesn't like a lot of. Yeah, see, you're totally right. A lot of his like. Snare work and stuff is is offbeat and off kilter and not just two and four or three, like. And like he he's he's in pocket, but if the pocket was hanging out of the pants, <laughs> you know, like he's not well, he's not he's, boxing himself in, but like he's like he's tight he's tight with what he's doing, you know. Like, well, and like if <laughs> if he is in the pocket, he's like listening to to finger 11 jinko pants in the pocket <laughs> <laughs> those pockets that you can get all the way down to your elbow in yeah yeah and just deep in like, it you lose your girlfriend in your pockets like <laughs> you can pull out like a full like two 40 ounce bottles and just be like <laughs> a yeah. mountain dew <laughs> this was just in my pocket yeah i party you got some duct tape <laughs> edward 40 hands bitch <laughs> track eight Hard cut. Is it learn? Learn. Learn. Uh, more upbeat than uh, the last few. A little two and four snare, two step. And when the drummer doesn't do that often, it it connects. It's not the same old thing. I'm pretty sure works. this was a different vocalist, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <clears throat> they, were, they were more gritty, not the singy. Not the singy and the singy oh, grit. Oh, oh, yeah, the talking. Yeah, because I said it was... It was like a mix of Law Dispute and Me Without You. Like something something about this one reminded me of the band Sparta. I never l- listened to them. What the fuck? B Mills, I hope you like Sparta cuz you better bash Mark on this one. I get these weird biases with bands I've never heard of when I don't like their name. And Sparta is one of those bands where like I think, I think their name's dumb. Like I'd probably never give Band of Horses a chance cuz I think their name's dumb. 
Um, I never really gave Manchester Orchestra a a good chance because I don't like their name, but I actually do like them. Thanks, Johnny. Um, But like Sparta, like Fiddlehead, I think their name's stupid, so I've never really like given them a fair chance. Um, Well, you need you need to look past the name, and and most of the time I do, but it's just it's just with weird weird things like that get get me like caught up. Like Sparta, came, Sparta came out around the the era of like Thursday and, mm. See, and I taking was never, back Sunday and to stuff me, like Thursday that. Thursday was just like a super ge- ge- like generic. Alternative I will slap band. you in the face right like, now. I I I respect that you like Thursday, but they're one of those bands where I was like, I I have tried to care. Well, there's a thing called growth mark, so you go back and you listen to it again and well, give it a second chance. And that's what I did with Amberlin. I thought the same about That's Amberlin. what I did with Taproot. Yeah, Dumb see, band I never name. liked. I never liked Taproot. I didn't either when I first heard them. And then I got older and I listened to them again. I was like, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not that way about Breaking Benjamin. Hey, they got some bangers. Dude, I hate that band. Breaking Benjamin sucks. <laughs> I hated it. And too. Chevelle. Anyone Boy, like, you oh, shut Chevelle's your fucking so mouth. It's so no. Heavy. Chevelle but. is fucking dope. You eat a dick. <clears throat> you can fucking go die. <clears throat> go die on a different hill <clears throat> before I kill you on this no, floor. No, I don't have to die on a different hill because Chevelle's already dead. Oh man. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. I I've never understood why people give bands like Sh- like Breaking Benjamin and Chevelle and just like that that whole era of music to me is just like how like oh man like old corn is so heavy and good like you no it's not I'm sorry yes it is it's not eat a fucking so, dick Mark it's so bad can't believe we got here so to bad. this point where you're just bashing <laughs> shit that I grew up on you see that's the thing is. It's okay if you like it because you grew up on it because you just didn't know it sucked. <laughs> you're just you're just young. No, it was good. At least I didn't grow up on fucking Fallout Boy and Simple Bitch. I, I didn't grow up on either of that. Yes, you did. No. Yeah, you did. Fallout Fallout Boy was out in like when I was like fifteen and sixteen. I'd already had like a music. Yeah, that's taste. when that's when you start to form your actual music taste. No, well, if that's yes, the case, it is. Because you know what I, I formed my music taste around? Crap. Sean Paul. Oh that my was God. like the first CD I bought was Sean Paul. No joke. Who the fuck is Sean Paul? He he's just like a Latino rapper. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you know that shake that? Thing, miss, I know about that shake. Yeah, that, yeah, that's Sean Paul. Oh my God! Okay, I, I was obsessed with it, but but see, it's bad and it's okay. Just okay, like, look, just, the, just like the, corn. The first tape I ever got, I got it on Easter. Oh, the of first all, tape. of all things, Easter. It was crisscross. That's funny. On cassette. So the first thing that I got musically that I owned was a hip hop cassette. And then a couple of years later, the first CD I ever got bought by somebody give, as a gift to me was fucking Brooks and Dunn. Oh, wow. But you know what my first purchase with my money was? What? Rage Against the Machines, Battle of Los Angeles on nice. cassette. My, so my first, my first like really big alternative... Like CD purchase was a tray use the curse. 
And not that that was like the first purchase I made. Like I'm not, I'm not that, I'm, I'm not that young. I was just into like, <laughs> I was into like, uh, like growing up, I was really big into like Hanson and Backstreet Boys. I don't know why, but like I was obsessed. Like I, I Hanson, oh, wait, dude. No. I, I was thinking of the Muffets. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> like. I don't know why I like them so much, but like, mm, but. yeah, <laughs> all over it, dude, all over it. Anyways, this is, this is going to hopefully get us some hate mail. Um, but Umbop is a banger, bitch. <laughs> track eight, learn all the songs are kind of predictable, but they have a unique sound. Track nine, two. This was one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, same. This was a fucking banger. It was too short. Yeah, I, I was really sad. that Like, one of the songs, like, four or five was, like, five minutes long. And I was like, could you not have just cut some time off that and... Added it to this? Yeah, giving me more of track nine. Like, this was... Other than track two, this was my favorite. Like, without a guest vocal. Yeah. The blessing my father, but cursing my brother line. Yeah, I was like, so I was like, good. Yes, so good. This is fucking dope. But it was too fucking. It was two minutes. It was too short. Yep. Maybe that's why they called it two. <laughs> two minutes, too short. Uh, all right. Not too short. The rapper. <laughs> Track ten. Keep. I, I have a big problem with this song. I hate it. It sounded like 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 mainstream rock. Dude. Like like mainstream. Like pop rock. Look at my look at my two notes or my two words what that I wrote. <laughs> radio rock. This, That's exactly what it is. This was radio rock. Yeah, like I hated this song. Like I listened to the whole thing, but I hated it. I was, it was like, like, this is a waste of my fucking what is, time. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, a pop alternative. Oh God. Pop alternative. It's just like it's just it's so it's like it's got like a rock mask on. But if you turn around in the right light, you see its true face, and you're just like, you're just here for like, like the chart money. Like, please. This go. this was like the, the most generic, yeah, boring song ever. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like it. Like this song, this song could probably be played on that Montgomery station, uh, Y one o two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where they play like fourteen songs back to back. Still, over and over and over. They still play that. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Yeah. You're just like, why are you doing this? It was. It was. Mm-mm. If I had a, if I could show you my thumbs down, you would see two of them, because that song was not. <laughs> might be for some of y'all, whoever might, whoever may listen to this podcast, but it was definitely not for me. Track 11. Quiet. This, this was a great end to the record. This, when I was, uh, one of the sites I used to, like, get my, like, credits for, like, who was on the album and stuff is, mm-hmm. uh, All Music. And when I went to the credit section of this album, it was, like, vocals, random person, vocals, random person. And I'm talking, like, at least oh, like a big tw- list. twenty or so, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "The first, the first thing I found was just Leroy, Laura, and Gary." 
and now this one's giving me like 20 more it's but like then this the song, song but then credits. this song came on and i was like oh it's that choir in the back oh yeah the backing but vocals they, but they listed like each individual person and i was like i'm not writing all that down <laughs> so if you want to see each individual person just look up taming tongues on allmusic.com and click the credits section and you can hear everyone that was doing backing vocals in this <coughs> song but overall it was it was epic like it was it built nicely they repeated the same thing over and over but the lyrics weren't like like preachy like they 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 have christian tone that you can definitely tell when he speaks the earth trembles or yeah yeah when he speaks the fires rage but like i don't know I, i appreciated it for what it was as opposed to like some ending tracks that you know I hate art. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> and and also, like if you're just listening and don't know this, the the track names say even foolish men are wise when they learn to keep quiet. It's a great great quote too as well. Agreed. I can't wait um, till we get to listen to the stripped down version of this record. Um, I'm really excited. Uh. So, stay tuned for that. And the you're talking about the uh, like the the tamed tongues. Yeah, tamed where they did tongues. The, the acoustic versions. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think I heard one song off of that when they were first announcing it, and I was like, actually, like I listened to that before I even listened to this album. Oh, really? And I liked it. So maybe there's, I don't know. It'll be cool. Maybe it'll change some opinions about some of the songs when you hear them. Yeah. Well, that brings us to... Uh, the YouTube Recommended. A.K.A. Um, Yitter. I think uh, I think it was so weird because the song names are just one word and they don't really make sense. Like, the song's called R. Um, so the YouTube Recommended was really weird. Oh, this, um, this should be great. At so or At least we're off food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember when it was food-related so. shit? Yeah, it's all off food, thankfully. Uh, so the first one is dirtiest cheap shots in football history. <laughs> okay. Um, it's got nine, nine and a half million views. Um, the second was USA's Rulon Gardner stuns undefeated Russian bear Alexander Carolin in Olympian epic. Uh, from two years ago. <laughs> um, and then the third was a band that I cannot wait till we get to review their record. At least is, we got uh, a band this time. Shit. And it's a face down band. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Weathered, there is one. Ooh. Um, they're really good. Um, I'm I'm really excited about that. Uh, but yeah. A little <laughs> yitter. Uh, now, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready. It's time for... Band of the Week! <laughs> My Band of the Week is a band that's been around for a while, that's been quiet, and has recently emerged uh, in the last, I think, as of this week, the week of the 15th. It's uh, Oceano. Uh, they have a new song out uh, called Mass Produced, and uh, o- overall it was a great, great like jump back into their style of music and it reminded me of the first part of Oceano that 
I looked down fondly of when things were like fresh and new. Um, there's some things about the song I didn't love, but like overall, I think I think it was a great step, and it it made me excited for what they're doing next. Yeah, I've been uh, seeing hints and, and drops about the new Oceano because I'm friends with Adam on Facebook. Oh, nice. And uh, he would always post shit, and you're like little cryptic but i think i know what you're talking about yeah and yeah then, and then one day it was like boom and you're like yep and fucking mm-hmm. knew it all those twitches were not for not <laughs> <laughs> well my band of the week is a uh, an old band wait do you just have one I was going to do two, but I was like, nope, I've been listening to this one a little bit more lately. So Brilliant. Uh, it's a specific album called Wolverine Blues by the band Entombed. Oh, okay. Some good old... It's like death, death thrash. Death and roll. Yeah, death and roll. The unholy union of rock and roll and death metal. <laughs> it's death and roll. It's just so good, man. Like... I think that album came out in like 93 but it i don't know i was listening to it or something popped up and made me remember it and i started listening to it and then i just couldn't stop so i just been on an entombed kick and i'm just like yes so that's that's my band of the week bet entombed entombed yeah do we have any hate mail Oh, you need to calm the fuck down because, <gasps> ladies and gentlemen, oh, boys no, and girls, oh, children of all ages, Wade is going to kill Mark because he forgot his own favorite segment. We like to call this Snaps for Wade. Oh, how the fuck did you forget that? I'm sorry, Wade. I don't know. You just, just fucking went straight myself. to questions. Oh, oh my God. Or hate mail. Tonight. He's going to haunt my dreams. He is. He, he is. We have two. Hey! These are old because... Oh. <laughs> These are old because uh, we didn't do an episode last week because uh, I had some shit I had to get handled. Yeah, we had some adulting things. But don't worry, we're back this week. If you send us hate mail, we don't have an episode the next week. Just wait. We'll get to it. We promise. Thank you for sending us hate mail. We appreciate it. Or send us hate mail when you don't get an episode like you want. Yeah, send us a hate mail then and we'll get to it whenever we do do an episode. I said doo-doo. Our first one comes from Bo McGarry. Hey, Bo. title is Hate for Mark. Hey, there we go. Granted, after reading what he just said, it's not really hating. He's, he's asking you a question. Oh, okay. If I wanted to learn the stupid fucking drums and be a stupid fucking drummer, what stupid fucking kit should I look for? Uh, <laughs> you should look for a stupid used drum kit uh, that costs you as little money as possible. Um, play on it until you can play along to some songs that you like pretty well, and then buy some replacement heads and watch YouTube videos on how to replace the heads because people buy these $450 cheap crappy like drum sets and then sell them for $100 because they're drums and they take up a bunch of space and then 
you can just reap the benefit of that and put a hundred bucks into heads and have 200 bucks in a drum set and it'll actually sound pretty decent because the heads that come on drums like the beginner kits are crap and if you buy new heads after you're pretty good they're gonna sound really nice so just any cheap piece of junk he has mentioned to me that he's been wanting to learn drums is there a symbol brand that you would recommend because uh not all are the same yeah like starting out like i would at least go like zildjian uh zht or sabian b8 yeah um those are like the two like entry levels where they're not like they're not like metal shaped symbols they're like symbol shaped objects so it's like a little bit better and not like completely trash um symbols are one of those things where if you really want it to sound great you got to spend a bunch of money yeah you got to spend money on symbols but like the the i think the sabian b8s they have like a b8 brilliant that are a little bit more expensive but just whatever you get by used um by used and sometimes you can find a symbol like kits so yeah to speak, like yeah like symbol it's the, packs it's the, it's the hi-hat the crash and the ride yeah all the same model like n- nowadays like go like go to pawn shops like mercari e- ebay facebook marketplace craigslist like uh all the other like like just selling apps because there's bound to be someone that's had drums in their cabinet and is dying to get rid of them yeah very true our second hate mail comes from the ever elusive is he back the one and only big chungus brandon miller hello aka b mills what does he want the title of this (coughs) email is p in the peen Hmm. he says I am so fucking offended I wasn't asked to be on this episode. I'm literally the biggest Flea the Scene fan y'all know. You would like that band. The only Flea the Scene fan y'all know. <laughs> yeah, as a reason. Uh, hey, no, we actually like that album, remember? Yeah, no, I just like hating on B-Mills. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to show y'all my taint, but never mind now. Anyway. Boy, I'm sure glad we found that album. <laughs> anyway. This album is one of my all-time favorites of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he says that about every Face Down record that came out before 2004. It's one of those that grabbed my attention just from the artwork. I'll never forget the day I discovered them. Now it's time to look back on a memory from the life of Teenage (laughs) B-Mills. One day, little Teenage B-Mills took a break from macking on chicks on MySpace and read through the newest issue of Outburn Magazine. I flipped to a page that had three panels promoting three new albums. The top panel was Outside We Are Fine by UN Series. The middle was Home by Versus. The Mirror, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Versus The Mirror, my bad. And the bottom was Doubt Becomes the New Addiction by Flee the Scene. All three albums stood out to me from the artwork, but Flee the Scene was the one that stood out the most. Because not only did it have the album art, but it also had a promo pic of the band. And with, <laughs> when little horny teenage B-Mill saw Cam looking like a goth emo queen, oh I said, gosh. I bet. Later that week, my mom, shout out to Tammy. Tammy! Tammy! Took me to the long-begotten Circuit City, and I bought all three of those previous mentioned albums. And The Whitest Kids You Know on DVD. 
<laughs> I still listen to Versus the Mirror album a lot, but Flee the Scene just hit differently and still does to this day. The guitarist Riot Lemon Brooks, <laughs> R.L. Brooks, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said Rugged Looks Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Has another band I highly recommend called Maps and Travelers. Oh, cool. They are a melodic punk band. Mark, congrats yes. on the gender reveal. Hey, thanks, bro. Even though I think gender reveal parties are lame and unnecessary, I'm still happy for you. Oh, yeah. I agree, but I really wanted to hit a baseball and make it explode, so we just had like eight <laughs> folks over and did it. It was fun. Yeah, and you didn't invite me, you fucking asshole. You're always working. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can get off. I don't want you to ask off for my gender. Hey, I, I will fucking... You don't need to... Have, I will lose out on money gladly. See, that? that's exactly why I didn't invite you, because I didn't want you to lose out on money, dog. I don't like going to fucking work. <laughs> yeah, I would have you... rather stood there and go, yay, it's a pink ball, than going, <laughs> I hate this fucking college kid with his fake ID. <laughs> I was telling uh, I was telling Johnny about your fake ID collection at work uh, the, the other day. <laughs> it's getting bigger. Anyway, Marshall, congrats on still being the sexiest man in podcasting. Thank you, B. Mills. I appreciate that. <laughs> this was sent from my my yearbook account. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well played. Well played. Uh, well, if you got jokes or questions or want to hate on us or... Want, want to love on us. Want to love on us. Want to touch Mark's butt, you know. Yeah. You can reach us at saveyourselfpod at gmail.com. You can like our butt pics. On Instagram. On Facebook. And Twitter. At saveyourselfpod. I mean, episode 60. We're fucking doing it, man. Like, that's a wrap. Like, I guess, see y'all on 61. Maybe Mark will have some fucking whiskey for me then. Nah, probably not. Damn.